0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Sunday, the 26th of February, 2023. As the Flyers, they go down hard. They go down big time in New Jersey. It's the most lopsided outcome of the season, and it does not go in their favor. It's the New Jersey Devils 7, the Philadelphia Flyers 0. This was a game that... Flyers hung around there in the first period, but that second period and third period, they were taken over by a very good team, a team that's playing well, and a team that play uh, that's playing well against a team in the Flyers that is not playing well. Flyers get outshot in the game 36-23. Uh, the hits in the game 17-10, really not a lot of hits, especially for a team trailing that big. Flyers had a couple power plays in the first period. Didn't get a shot on them, even though they outshot the Devils 11-7 in the first. And all said and done, they're overwhelmed. Three goals in the second period. First one comes at 2.59 of the game. That ends up being the game winner, the Jonas Siegenthaler goal. Just 2.59 into the second. Then Jack Hughes with a nifty goal to pick up his 36th of the season. Dawson Mercer is able to beat Justin Braun to the net. And he gets a nice pass from Nico Heischer. And that puts the Devils up 3-0 after 2, then 4 5 into the 3rd. Nico Heischer picks up his 25th. Dougie Hamilton picks up his 17th. Jesper Bratt picks up his 24th. I actually think they changed that from Jesper Bratt to Jack Hughes, who I think picked up his second goal in the game and his 37th of the season for the 21-year-old. And then Nathan Bastian wrapped up the scoring at the 16-minute mark. Touchdown and the extra point. Flyers unable to get on the board. And one of the things we said in post-game on Friday night when the Flyers lost to the uh, Montreal Canadiens was, well, sometimes it's good to be able to get right back on it and play a game the next day. Wash that bad taste out of your mouth. Sometimes it is is a very good thing to be able to play a game the next day. That's what's good about the NBA or the NHL at times, that you can have games on successive days. Yesterday was not that day. Flyers just— had nothing in the game. And they're a team that's obviously struggl- struggling mightily at this time of the season. Uh, their their most lopsided loss before that game last night was 6-0 against the Boston Bruins and a 7-0 loss against the New Jersey Devils, and they just they weren't in the game in any way, shape, or form. They just didn't have enough to be able to compete on that level with the injuries they're dealing with right now, with the way they're playing. And all said and done, uh, they just didn't have a chance in that hockey game last night. I mean, it's a shame. Elliot DeNoye gets the call up, played his first NHL game, did some decent things out there, played 14 minutes and 53 seconds of ice time, over 21 shifts. He had six hits in the game, a couple of shots on goal, did do a nice job, but it comes in a 7 nothing loss. Not going to be a night that he's going to want to remember because he's a competitor. I mean, the, the defensive minutes were parceled out pretty even for the most part over the night with the exception of Justin Braun and Nick Sealer seeing about 15 minutes of ice time. But overall, I mean, I don't really know what to say about this game, this Devils game. I mean, the last two nights, the Flyers have been outscored 12-2. to You give up five against Montreal, who's not a very good team and has got some pieces missing with injury. And then you go down 7 nothing against the Devils. The best news is that the Flyers don't play again till Wednesday and only play once over the next calendar or twice over the next eight days. They play Wednesday and Sunday, and that's it. And they need a break. They need something because they are on that verge of spiraling into a very bad place again. And, you know, this is a team, when you look back at their schedule, Look, they had a 10-game losing skid that went from November 10th all the way to November 26th. Then they won a game, and then they, didn't, they won one game of the next seven. So 10-game losing streak, win one, which was against the New York Islanders on November 29th, then lose two to Tampa and New Jersey, win one over Colorado of all teams, and then lose four, four more straight. Then it's win one, lose one, win one, lose two, and then they come back from the Christmas break on the 29th of December, and they got the California trip. Perfect timing. They get a, a trip with San Jose, Los Angeles, and Anaheim, and that trip is not what it used to be. The only team that's pretty good on that trip is Los Angeles. They get an OT win over San Jose, they double up the Los Angeles Kings, they beat the Woeful Ducks, they beat... The pretty much woeful Arizona Coyotes back at Wells Fargo, they lose in pretty grandiose fashion to Toronto 6-2, to but then they beat Buffalo 4-0, for first shutout in the NHL. They beat Washington 5-3 to and then 3-1, to and you look at that stretch, and they go 7-1 in that stretch. Then they lose to the Bruins, but they bounce back, they beat Anaheim, they lose to a pretty woeful Chicago team, they bounce back, they beat Detroit, but it's been pretty erratic ever since then. The odd part is, this is the oddest part of the equation. They have the three straight losses, Winnipeg, Los Angeles, and Minnesota, um, two of those games at home. Then they beat Winnipeg 4 to nothing before their All-Star break. And then they lose to the New York Islanders, but they beat Edmonton 2-1, to one, and they lose to Nashville, Seattle twice, Vancouver, beat Calgary, lose to Edmonton, Montreal, and now New Jersey. And you look at that stretch, the two wins, the 4-0 win over Winnipeg, right before the All-Star break, and the Edmonton win, are two of the finest games they've played all year. But around that is a whole lot of mess. And it's messy right now. The fact that Travis Konechny is missing is a major problem, because it's not just that they're missing his goal scoring, it's not just that they're missing his pace of play, his speed, the fact that he is their top 5-on-5 offensive weapon that he is their part of their top penalty killing unit and part of their top power play unit and their top option in pretty much all situations. Travis connecting three-on-three, three, maybe shootout, all those things. And the fact that they're missing him. The, that's a big hole right there, just missing him for all the hockey reasons. But the other part is, is you're missing the personality, the energy, and the way he plays the game. I don't mean the hockey way. I mean the way energy-wise and emotionally that he plays the game. Because when you have a player that plays with that emotion, other people play with that emotion as well. And there seems to be lacking some emotion right now. I know they're tired. I get it. I understand. And you're going to go through ebbs and flows in a season, which is why whatever takes place over this next eight days where they only have two games Against the New York Rangers on Wednesday at Wells Fargo Center. And that game may have, that may be the first game with Patrick Kane as a member of the New York Rangers. I don't know. They got Tarasenko. Maybe they're getting Kane as well. And then next Sunday, a week from today, against the Detroit Red Wings at Wells Fargo Center, you know, that might be, you know, you may be having both of those games without James Van Riemsdyk, who maybe at that time he was held out of yesterday's game. They said it was a maintenance day. We all know what teams do in the NHL. They call it a maintenance day, but he's being held out so he doesn't get hurt because you're getting close to making a deal. And the last thing you want to do is be getting really close to making a deal, getting a return that you you think is good, Then you put the player out there on the ice before the deal is totally finalized and he gets hurt. Now no deal. Now you got nothing. You don't have the player because he's hurt, and you got no deal. You got no return. So – James Van like may have played after 506 games. His last game as a flyer. So, one more game they have on the schedule before the deadline. That's Wednesday's game against the New York Rangers. The deadline's on Friday. Then the next game after the Rangers is Sunday against the Detroit Red Wings. Look, this team is going to sell some pieces. And even when things were going well, in that period we talked about from December 29th, really through June 21st, the team was playing well and they were winning games, but all along, you guys recall me saying on this podcast, I'm not changing my expectations, I'm not changing where I think they're going to finish this season, because there's ebbs and flows to an NHL season. And eventually, you finish, for the most part, where you're supposed to finish, and Their team, they got up to Hockey 500, but they won't be a Hockey 500 team when it's over, I don't think. Especially if they lose some pieces at the deadline. So we'll see where it goes. Um, I want to get to one email before we get out of here. It comes from Gregory, I don't know how to say his name, Ripto. I'll just say it like that. Um, Gregory, thanks for the email, first of all. You can always email me at jason.martitis at gmail.com. And he said, he sent this to me at 9.03 p.m., last night during the game. And he said, I've been waiting for a game like this. I read that first line. I was like, huh? (laughs) But he said, I've been waiting for a game like this. He said, several times this year, Hart had bailed out the Flyers, but there have been a few games where the team has absolutely hung Hart out to dry. He seems to be able to bounce back like a pro. Hart, that is. He said, Ayrson has also saved the team in a few games, but the team hasn't laid an egg and totally hung him out like they've done with Hart. Tonight's game against the Devils is shaping up to be that kind of game. And he said, I'm anxious to see how Erson handles it. This will be a good test to see if he's really NHL worthy. I'm sure he is. But you don't know until you experience and battle through that adversity. And this is why I love getting emails from you guys and messages on Twitter. Because that is an amazing point that Greg makes. Did we want to see the Flyers lose 7-0 last night and Sam Harrison get all this adversity um, because we're insane and we're narcissists? No, but it happened, and now it's an opportunity to see what this does to the young man, how he handles it. Look, he gave up five in his first start, but he he got thrown back in there in that same game. No choice, no time to think about it. And I, at the time, you guys know that I said, I think that's a good thing. Didn't even have a chance to think about it. Go right back in, battle. Well, this situation is going to be a little different. I think he may get sent down today or tomorrow. Troy Grosnick got hurt again. We know that Felix Sandstrom has to clear waivers. And you don't want to lose him right now the week before the trade deadline. There are teams in the NHL that are going to trade a goalie and want to grab one. And even though Sandstrom has not had a great year, you may say, well, what are we losing here? Look, you need to have some goaltending depth because it can change really quickly. And we want the Phantoms, Flyer fans, to make the playoffs and go on a playoff run. And having Felix Sandstrom and Sam Harrison down there to do it helps. You want that to happen. You may go, well, what does that mean? Remember Jeff Carter and Mike Richards when they first turned pro? They went and won a Calder Cup with the Phantoms. Those guys are winners. Going through that process is good for young players. That'll be good for Tyson Forster. That'll be good for Ronnie Adder. That'll be good for Elliot DeNoye. That'll be good for all of those guys down there. Sam Erickson, Felix Sandstrom included. So you don't want to lose them. You have a better chance of him getting through waivers after the deadline and teams feel like they're kind of resettled. And there's only two games this week. Hart play both of them. The backup's not going to play anyway. So you don't worry about it. So we'll see how they handle it. But that's my suspicion. Don't freak out if Arison goes down. They're not sending Arison down because he gave up seven last night. They'd be sending him down because he can go down, play this week, without having to clear waivers. Like, I think Columbus is going to trade Jonas Corpusello without question. He's been playing really well. His numbers are good. His advanced numbers are good. He can help a team. In a final year of his deal, they're going to be looking for a goalie. That's one of the teams that you go, if they trade Corpy, they could just pick up Sandstrom if he goes on waivers. So you got to be careful when it comes to goaltending depth. It's not a problem till it's a huge, huge freaking problem. So they're trying to avoid that, I would imagine. So we'll see where it goes. All right, tomorrow, uh, no game today for the Flyers. We're all going to just take a break and we'll get back at it coming up on Wednesday. But in the meantime, uh, tomorrow's episode, we will feature Bill Meltzer. And I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do another award-winning hashtag ask Billy episode for tomorrow's Flyers Daily. So make sure you join us down on a Monday edition of Flyers Daily. Everybody have a great Sunday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.